At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome into the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Holden Kushner hanging out with you here with Vison, of course. Uh, might be making a big trip out to Las Vegas to meet the guys sooner than later. So I hope I get to see them. This is Broncos week. Uh, I'm on vacation with my family in the Seattle area. My sister moved out there recently and she's getting married. So that's wonderful. So I figured, hey, let's go back, get some of the best content that I've given you, whether it be just segments or uh, interviews, and we'll just have a whole bunch of Broncos stuff this week. So on this show, I want to talk about Patrick Sertan for Defensive Player of the Year, and then talk Russ Javante and the Offensive Player of the Year award. So we'll start with Patrick Sertan, and here are my thoughts on him winning Defensive Player of the Year. And I've been thinking about this for a while because I think that Patrick Sertan, if, I think he's got a shot to be the best cornerback in the NFL. I think he's got a shot to be a Hall of Fame cornerback. He comes from great blood. His dad, good cornerback. Well, let's look at the Bet Rivers NFL Defensive Player of the Year odds. Bradley Chubb, 35 to 1. I mean, he would have to stay healthy for him to hit that. I'm not there. But... You want to you wanna get me interested? Give me 100 to 1 on Patrick Sertan, and that's where it is. So let's talk Patrick Sertan, NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Just two cornerbacks have won the Defensive Player of the Year since 2009. So what is that, 13 awards? 
Charles Woodson in 2009, and just three years ago, Stefan Gilmore, 2019. And he was the best corner in the league for a little bit when he was with the Patriots. So it's possible, it's possible that Pat Sertan wins this. Now, defensive linemen have won six of the last eight. They are going to be the favorites every single year. Uh, pass rushers, kind of like quarterbacks, you know, as, as the offensive player of the year. They just, they love looking at the, the key players. You got pass rushers, guys like J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald. But I love the, I, I just love Sertan. I've been talking about it. I've been talking him up since he's been drafted. He picked off Russ Wilson yesterday. And Nathaniel Hackett at a press conference. He's such an offensive guy, by the way. He, he, he gave a lot more uh, discredit to the offense than he gave credit to Patrick Sertan. We got to fix some things up on offense on that one. We, we messed that up. We got to keep running on that. Uh, but I thought it was a great reactionary play for him. And that's the first pick of the, uh, of the OTAs in the offseason. So uh, we're going to be hearing about that. But that was a hell of a job across the board. Defense is, I mean, defense is coming along really well. I mean, obviously, they played together. They've done a nice job. And it makes us better. It makes me better. It makes the whole offense better. So uh, it's great to see that competitive nature out there. So just listen to Hackett again. It was more, well, a bad, bad offense, bad play on offense, but Sertan made the play. I mean, come on, Hackett. We all love offense, but if you're winning this thing, if you're winning it all, this defense going to have to lead the way. And I'm serious. Like, you can get through with a high-powered offense during a regular season. You get to the postseason, you better play some type of defense in some sort of way. So maybe Chiefs or Bills fans go, yeah, you're absolutely crazy, but no. I mean, the Rams really last year, as terrific as that offense was, that defense carried them in the playoffs. It did. Now, Sertan is playing on an elite defense, in my estimation. I think it'll be a top three or four defense when it's all said and done. They got an excellent pass rush. That's going to help him. And here's the best stat. Sertan held Tyreek Hill, Terry McLaurin, Jamar Chase, and Odell Beckham Jr. to zero yards when he covered him. When he had at least 10 coverage snaps against all of them. He didn't get any yards on him. He shut down Tyreek. Jamar Chase. McLaurin. Beckham. T. Higgins had six yards. He looked more like a veteran than a rookie last year. He just wasn't getting beat downfield. He allowed just one reception into his coverage on 14 targets, 20 plus downfield. You go downfield on this guy, you're going to get hurt. If he can manage to shut down Devontae Adams for two games, and I'm just talking about how great this division is, can he shut down Devontae Adams for two games? I don't, I don't know if they're going to shadow him, but if you could shut down the best wide receiver in the game two times, make a statement there, at least one of those games will be uh, nationally televised, right? It'll be a big game. Yeah, I, I think there's a shot there. Sertan allowed a 56% completion percentage into his coverage. 530 pass snaps, 56% completion percentage. You got a quarterback with that number. They're awful. Now, is he going to win the defensive player of the year? Aaron Donald's going to be there again. TJ Watt's going to be there. Miles Garrett. Those guys are the favorites. Pass rushers. But a double-digit interception season. Two games against Devontae Adams where you can shut him down. The label of the best cornerback, you get paid 100 to 1? Yeah, I sprinkled on it. I definitely sprinkled on it at Bet Rivers. Why not? 
long shot, little bit of money, but imagine if that hits and there is a path for that to hit. Okay, so we got Sertan Defensive Player of the Year. What about the Offensive Player of the Year? And I think there are two, count them, two players that we can discuss here with legitimate chances to win. Now, Russ probably has a better chance of winning the MVP than he does Offensive Player of the Year, but Javante Williams has got to be in the mix, especially if Melvin Gordon uh, suffers an injury. Let's hope that does not happen. But uh, here's my thoughts on the Offensive Player of the Year award. Now, when we're talking about Offensive Player of the Year in the NFL, um, you really have to look at the guys, the positions that end up winning. And I think quarterbacks are not the layup that they used to be. They've only won the award two times in the last six years. So it's not like the MVP where... You say, okay, in all likelihood, we're going to have to give it to a quarterback. Sometimes the quarterbacks don't win it, but more often than not, the Offensive Player of the Year award is not going to go to a quarterback. So they've only won the award twice in the last six years. Wide receivers have won the award in two of the last three years. A Broncos player has won the award on three separate occasions. Two times. It was Terrell Davis. Interesting. John Elway never won this. Terrell Davis won it back in 96 and 98. And then many of you remember Peyton Manning won it back in 2013. So that's the first thing you look at when we're talking about the awards for the Offensive Player of the Year. Now, last year it was Cooper Cup, and we know what Cooper Cup did. He just went bananas and set records receiving, and he was by far and away the most impressive offensive. You know, I don't want to say by far and away. He was the most impressive offensive player because I think Jonathan Taylor was right there with him. Very, very close. But ultimately, Cup ended up winning the award. So let's go look at the odds. Offensive player of the year. Jonathan Taylor plus 800. Cooper Cup plus 800. Derrick Henry plus 900. Devontae Adams and Debo Samuel 14 to 1. Okay, those are the favorites. Now... You've also got to look at the Broncos and say, is there a player dynamic enough to win this award? And what is it going to take? So the two guys I'd look, I'm not going to look at a wide receiver because I still can't tell whether it's going to be Sutton or Judy or whoever the hell is going to lead this league and or this team in receiving. But who could logically win it from the Broncos? Russell Wilson and Javante fit the bill. Okay. So Russell Wilson, I'm not saying I'm betting this. I'll let you know if I am in a minute. But Russell Wilson is 40 to 1 to be the offensive player of the year. And there's going to be a couple things keeping me off of this bet. I don't see Wilson putting up monster numbers that Allen is going to have, that Mahomes is going to have, that Justin Herbert is going to have. I have all three throwing for more passing yards. And I believe Allen's going to have more rushing yards as well. I mean, Allen just went nuts last year. What do you have, over 5,000 yards? of combined offense. Wilson's never thrown for more than 4,200 yards. And even if they let him cook this year, I'm not so sure he gets over 4,500. He's definitely not running for 500 yards. And this team has a great running game and a great defense. So at 40 to one, is the price nice? Yeah. I love Wilson in the new system. But unless he leads the Broncos to the best record in the AFC or maybe in the NFL, I just don't be, see him being in the mix. 
you know, and he's a quarterback. You got to have a transcendent season to beat the other skill position players. I just think there's quarterbacks ahead of him. If we're going quarterback here, uh, the second guy who we're talking about, right? Javante. Javante Williams, 60 to one plus 6,000. So how does this bet pay off? How does it pay off? Hmm. If we're betting on Javante, we're betting that he's going to be a bell cow because of an injury to Melvin Gordon. And then he'd have to be much more productive than Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry, despite having way less touches. Okay. So Taylor finished second in the offensive player of the year award voting last year. He had 332 rush attempts and another 40 receptions. That's 372 touches. Let's just say he gets back to that number, right? Let's just say he gets to about 370 touches. No way Javante's getting to 370. I, I don't even think with Melvin Gordon's sideline, okay, maybe he gets to about 350. But if I have him for 18 touches a game over 17 games season, that's still putting you right around 300 touches. I, I, I think he's going to be a minimum, even without Melvin Gordon, 40 touches less. And if we're talking about, I don't know, five yards per touch, because we're talking about receptions in there too, which is probably light. I mean, we're talking about a couple of hundred yards difference between um, rushing, receiving for Javante and Jonathan Taylor. Okay. So Javante would have to be more productive with less touches. And that's just Taylor. That doesn't include Derrick Henry or even if Christian McCaffrey comes back. Okay. So for me and the Broncos, there's just too many obstacles to bet Javante. Uh, Wilson could be that guy. He's just not asked to do as much to be that guy. So I'll pass on these two guys. But remember, I do have a bet on Patrick Sertan Jr. to win Defensive Player of the Year at 100-1. to 1. So who am I betting on the Offensive Player of the Year? Okay, there's a few guys that are in the mix for me. I think Josh Allen's got to be in the mix. I think Justin Jefferson has to be in the mix. Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, and Jonathan Taylor. These are the. This is the pool that I will draw from. Are there dark horses? Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of, of uh, Carr. You know, he's got Devontae there. He could put up the monster numbers again. I think if we're just looking at raw numbers, uh, Carr is not going to put up the numbers that Josh Allen's going to put up. Maybe even Patrick Mahomes. We'll see there. But Cup just won the award. No explanation necessary. Plus 800. Wouldn't have a problem if you want to bet that. I'm not going to do that. Jonathan Taylor, we just talked about. The co-favorite, plus 800. He led the league in attempts last year with 332. That's just rushing attempts, not receiving, because he had 40 receptions for 360 yards. Okay? 1,811 rushing yards. 18 rushing touchdowns. Two more scores from receiving, so 20 total touchdowns. From week four on, he had 100 yards in 10 of 14 games. And 19 total touchdowns from weeks four through 15. I mean, it is tough to beat. It's tough to beat that. It's tough to bet a running back coming off a 370-touch season, too, though, given the high injury rate of the position. The one guy that kind of bucked the trend was Derrick Henry, but it caught up to him last year. And we saw it catch up with CMC for the last two years. That's Christian McCaffrey. So, okay, Taylor's in the mix. Not putting a bet on Cup or Taylor right now. What about Josh Allen? I told you about quarterbacks, but if there is a quarterback to win this year, they got to have monster seasons. They got to have just uh, the best, uh, one of the best seasons you're ever going to see. Allen has the hype. 
He's got the numbers, almost 5,200 passing plus rushing yards last year. And I wouldn't be shocked to see that number go up. It doesn't hurt that he could be on the team that has the best regular season record. So I think Josh Allen has got to be in the mix at 20 to 1 plus 2,000. The next guy I like, Justin Jefferson. He's at 25 to 1. So you've got Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel. These three guys are ahead of Justin Jefferson. By the way, I don't see Debo Samuel running quite as much this year as he did last year, given that he didn't like doing it and he's come out and publicly said that. I'm, I'm going to take Debo off the board here right now until I see something different. But Justin Jefferson, love this kid, 25 to 1. If you're looking for a huge season from a wide receiver, Jefferson fits the bill. He's expected to be used in the Vikings offense, just like Cooper Cup was used in the Rabs offense last year. You know, the Rams ran him all around, set him up everywhere. I think that Jefferson is probably even a little bit more athletic. He's not going to have quite as good a quarterback as Matt Stafford, but I guess you've got a quasi-competent quarterback in Kirk Cousins, okay? Jefferson's getting massive volume. He's one of the most explosive playmakers in the NFL. He had 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns as a rookie. He had 200 more yards and three more touchdowns last year. The Vikings defense is brutal. There's going to be a, a quite a few games where I can see Jefferson having to rack up numbers from coming from behind. So this guy has got the pedigree, okay? He had 20 more catches, 216 more yards, three more touchdowns. And of the 29 players who had 115 targets last season, this is important. Check this out. He had the ninth highest passer rating when targeted. Okay. Cup was number one at 129.7. But Kirk Cousins knows where the bread is buttered. It is, Jim, it is Jefferson. It's Justin Jefferson. I love this kid. I expect him to lead the league in receiving yards. I'm not kidding. And I think that's another bet for another time, but I'll throw Jefferson in the mix here. Last guy I want to talk to talk about was Jefferson's college teammate, Jamar Chase at 30 to one with the Bengals, another young explosive wide receiver. He's in a pass heavy offense, borderline elite quarterback, 88 catches, 1455 yards and 13 touchdowns as his rookie uh, in his rookie season. He won offensive rookie of the year. So, I mean, he was putting up Justin Jefferson numbers last year, maybe in a little bit better. Uh, does he continue that growth? Yeah, I think so. I think so. So he's in a similar boat. I'm a little bit higher on Jefferson though. Chase could get to the hundred receptions mark, maybe 1700 yards and 15 touchdowns as a ceiling that would win him offensive player of the year in most seasons. I think he has a very similar skill set to Jefferson. I think Chase could outperform Jefferson, but I'm not sold that happens. There's more competition for targets there. Again, 88 catches. He's getting the, the, the targets, but T. Higgins is there. Tyler Boyd is there. Joe Mixon is there. These guys played deep into last season. Here's my bets. Josh Allen at 20 to 1 plus 2,000 on Bet Rivers. Justin Jefferson 25 to 1 plus 2,500. And I'll sprinkle a little bit on Jamar Chase at 30 to 1. All right. Thanks for checking out the show. Thanks to Stephen Young for putting all this stuff together. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Holden Radio. If you get a chance, five-star review. Say something nice about the pod, and I would really appreciate it. Thanks for checking this out, and I will be back with more 
on Broncos Week here in the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers.